And now on Radio 4, would you believe it? It's time once again for the return of the show business legend that is Count Arthur Strong. Pour yourself a non-alcoholic drink, sit in your favourite armchair with some nibbles by your side and drift off, listening to the dulcet tones of the noble Count Arthur, as he once again proves that old adage, it's not what you know, it's how loud you say it. Join him now for this week's instalment of... Count Arthur Strong's radio show. All right. Yeah, thank you. Cold today, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. What's up with you, then? It's nothing up with me. But you shouldn't be clogging up the doctor's waiting room up then, should you? There's nothing wrong with you. I'm the receptionist. <laughs> well, how am I to know? You, you should be wearing a white coat or something. I'm standing behind a counter. Yes, well, you're saying that, but that might be what they call one of those breakfast bars for all I know, couldn't it? Well, it isn't. Look, we're not actually open yet. The door was open. Well, it can't have shut properly behind me. Have you got an appointment? I don't need an appointment. There's nothing wrong with me. Well, what do you want? I want you to put this up on your notice board. Count Arthur Strong presents, for one night only, the songs from Piddler on the Roof. <laughs> Piddler on the Roof. I heard you the first time, thank you. That is a printer's error, which I am furious about. <laughs> I haven't got time to get them done again. It's the opening night tonight. I've had to buy a big felt tip to put that right. I've got three bloody hundred of them to do. Needless to say, the printer responsible is no longer in my employ, pending the outcome of an internal examination. Well, I'll have to ask one of the doctors. They're quite strict about what goes on the notice board, but leave it with me. Oh, no. I've been fobbed off like that before. I'll hand it direct to the organ grinder, if you don't mind. I'm not leaving it with a monkey like you. No offence taken. Look, I haven't got time for this. I've got all the medical records to sort out for the morning. Don't mind me. I'll just sit here and have a thumb through your magazines. I'll collar Dr Baker as he goes through. Dr Baker isn't here anymore. Off on bloody holiday again, is he? Lording it up? He died about three years ago. Did he? Blimey. Hey, that's not a very good advert for his business, is it? I'd keep quiet about that if I was him. We've got three doctors here now. Um, you'll see whoever's available. Look, I've got to get on. Don't let me stop you. Now then, what have we got here? Horse and hounds. Homes and houses. Horse and houses. Oh, dear. It'll be hounds, houses, homes and horses next. Eh? Then they could do hounds, horses, houses and hearses. Oh, here we are. Woman's world. That's more like it. Um, I think I'll go to the lavatory. Have a squint at the problems page while I'm on there. I won't trouble Florence Nightingale over there again with her bedside spanner. <laughs> well, it's got to be through here, I suppose. Well, you think they'd have a little matchstick man on one of the doors, wouldn't you? Um, let's have a look in here. No, nope, someone's office. Oh, there's another door behind the desk. Um, there might be in there. Aha, here we are. 
Oh, it's all right for some, isn't it? Having an uncle lavatory. <laughs> More like it. La, 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 la. Good morning. Oh, for crying out loud. What do you think you're doing, jumping out of nowhere like that? Oh, sorry, she told me to come in. Who did? Florence Nightlight off reception. Oh, is that her name? Um, anyway, I've come to see you because I've been in a terrible sharp pain up one leg. Really? <laughs> Why have you come to see me about that? I was hoping you might know what it was. Well, funnily enough, I used to get a pain in my leg. <laughs> what it was with me is I'd forgot to take one of my cycling clips off. <laughs> and it was stopping my circulation. By the time we found out what it was, my foot was blue. Oh, yes, I had a lucky escape there. Another two or three weeks and I might have had to have a leg off or something. I haven't got a bike. Well, I don't know what it can be, then. Maybe your socks are on too tight. <laughs> oh, no. Sometimes you get funny pains like that when you're having a heart attack, don't you? Maybe you're having a heart attack. That could be it. Here, and I'll tell you something else while we're on hearts. You try buying one at the butcher's. <laughs> no one does it these days anymore. So you're not the only one that's having heart trouble. <laughs> Uh, morning. Sorry to keep you running a bit late this morning. Do you both want to sit down? I'll just wash my hands. Oh, dear. Who's been in here? Uh, I'll just open the window. Don't look at me like that. It's like that when I went in there. Right. So, how can I help you? Well... As I've just been telling the doctor here, I've been having pain. Uh, sorry, up. sorry. Which doctor? Oh, very good. Hey, that was very good. Did you hear what he said just then? What? Which doctor? Oh, dear, it's a classic, isn't that? Well done, you. Uh, what other doctor? Him. Who? You. Are you a doctor? No. I thought you were a doctor. So you're not together? I have never seen this lunatic before in my life. <laughs> Well, hang on. Which one of you is Mr. Seddon? Me. Well, who are you, then? Count Arthur Strong, of course. Don't crack on you didn't know. Well, what are you doing in here? I want you to put up one of these on your notice board. Peddler on the roof. <laughs> For crying out loud, give me it here. I'm fed up with these bloody leaflets. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on. Oh, that's not very reassuring, is it? <laughs> when you've got a possible cardiac arrest candidate sitting in your surgery... Our lives are in your hands, you know. Dear, dear. Here, have a read back of that to me. Fiddler on the roof. Wonderful. Now, if you'd be so good as to display that in a prominent position on your notice board in your waiting room for me, that would be very much appreciated. As long as you don't put it next to that poster for hemorrhoids ointment. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I will see you both at my premiere tonight. Well, I'm saying, both of you, it's not actually looking too good for him, in my opinion. <laughs> good day to you. <laughs> right, um, once I've seen Jeffrey, then I can get some posters up in the shoulder, Wilf's, and uh, Jerry's Cafe as well. And uh, we should get a few 
Oh, no, the idiot. I'm not having that. Geoffrey! Geoffrey! Hello, Arthur. The poster looks good up there, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It'll have to come down. Why? Because of that idiot half-wit at the printers, peddling on the bloody roof. Oh, I see. Right, then. Write this down. Lights up at the beginning, then I come on, tell a little story. Your cue is to start playing my cassette, is when I say, so what would have been so terrible if I had a small fortune? Of course, on the night, I'll be doing it in gibberish. Uh, gibberish. Oh, um, Yiddish. And I've been told my Yiddish is very convincing by a leading rabbit. Oh, um, rabies. No, they're rabbi. Uh, anyway, I sit down at the piano, then you play the cassette, so it'll look like I'm actually playing it on the piano. Now, take this magic marker, get up that ladder, and change that piddler into a fiddler. Morning, Arthur. A pint, is it? A pint, a pint, my kingdom for a pint. That is the question, Jack. Whether it is nobler to suffer the swings and arrows of outrageous behaviour or to sicken and so die. Methinks I am a prophet. Uh, or one pint coming up. Are you a fan of Shakespeare? Madam, I think you'll find I've donated a large part of my life to the works of the Bard or Naval. <laughs> Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou? I'm sorry, love, you've lost me. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. Oh, do forgive me. Count Arthur Strong. Delighted to meet you both. <laughs> You're very quiet, Romeo. Are you a little bit in awe of me? I think I must be. A lot of people get tongue-tied round me. Yeah, it must be a bit of a shock to the ecosystems to have a celebrity like me actually walking and talking to you in my own flesh as well. Oh, here now. Are you busy tonight, Romeo? Well, uh, I think that we're... Because um... I've just had a thought about what you can do. Here, have one of these. There you are. Oh, just a minute. Give me it back. There, have it now. Is that you, then? Is what me? I've just been talking to you for ten minutes. No, no, on here, I mean, on the handbill. Oh, yes. As well as me here, that is me as well on there. Are you a singer, then? Well, not a singer, per se. I'm more of an all-roundhead, really. Um, <laughs> you know, more in the Rex Harris mould. Rex Harris? I don't think I've heard of him. Oh, you must have. Um, why can't a man... Be more like a woman. <laughs> Rex Harris, Annie, get your gum. Oh no, not Annie, get your gum. Um, the uh, pigsty uh, thing. You know, it's got a pig in the title. Pigsmalian, my fair lady, Eliza Doolittle. If I could speak to the chimp and chimpanzee. <laughs> He taught all the animals to smoke. We'll have to see if we can get to it. Well, don't dither for too long, because it's probably going to be a sellout, my spies are telling me. Afternoon, Arthur. Wilf? Oh, is that the time already? Is it what time already? Well, you know, four o'clock. 
Is it four o'clock? Oh, uh, no, it's actually ten to two. <laughs> what are you saying it's four o'clock for, then? Well, I just meant you usually come in at about four o'clock, don't you? And it's a lot earlier than that, so, you know, is that the time already? It's just joking, really. <laughs> well, if that's your idea of a joke, don't give up the butchery would be my advice. <laughs> Because you'll definitely be needing some meat to fall back on with an act like that. I'll bear that in mind. I'm in here, Wilf, before we'd both normally expect I usually am. Because I want you to put up one of my posters up for Dr. Doolittle on the roof. <laughs> oh, and when's that? The premiere of it is this evening. You should know that. Oh, right. Well, I'll try and get along. Good. Make sure you do. And I want this poster putting up in a prominent position. I don't want it obscured by any of your hanging carcasses. <laughs> if, if people have to crane the next round half a cow to see what time it starts, they may not make the effort. The theatre-going public can be very fickle with. What's flavour of the day today can be yesterday's leftovers tomorrow. <laughs> Well, how about putting it on the door? Very good, Wilf. I like where you're coming from with that. Um, I'll stick it on now. Have you got any isotope? Oh, uh, cellophane. Oh, tape. Cellotape. Yeah, I've got some in the drawer. Chuck it across, then. Here you are. Well, throw it to me. Where's that gone now? Oh, it's on the floor. It's in front of the door. There. Kind of throws that. Scratching around on me flipping hands and knees. Oh, me sodding head! Oh, that got me right the Arthur? Arthur? Arthur, are you all right? Ooh, ooh. Has father gone, Mama? <laughs> ooh, ring some liver out, I'm thirsty. Where have they taken me? Here, yeah, you better drink this brandy. Oh, now you're talking my language, I can speak to me. Oh, that is a nice droop of spruce, is that? I'll have another one of them. Who's round, is it? Ooh, oh, my bloody head. Oh, dear, oh, dear. What's going on? You were bending down to pick the cellar tape up and Sally here opened up the door. Are you all right now, Arthur? Who are you playing at opening the door on my head? Take two pounds of self-raising flour. And mix it with the eggs and sugar. What? I think you should take it easy, Arthur. We've given a doctor a ring. What, him on the end? I've seen him already this morning. He thought I was the doctor. Dear me, I don't know what to teach him. But you'd think he could differentiate between himself and myself. I know I can, because the other one of us that isn't me isn't here. That's how you do it. And on top of all that, he's been dead three years. <laughs> and if I was you, Sally, I wouldn't be standing there with my mouth open, gawping like a North Sea cod. I'd be getting the victim of this unprovoked and unsought-for perpetration, a medicinal bottle of spirits of some sort, by way of an apology. Right, what's the trouble? Oh, it's you. What's happened here? He's had a bit of a bang on the head. I opened the door and he was on his hands and knees behind it. What were you doing there? I don't come round to your house asking why you're on your hands and knees behind your own front door. I just let you get on with it. And furthermore, I don't know where you live. 
We were a bit worried because he started to ramble on. Well, ordinarily I would have been concerned if I hadn't met him already this morning. <laughs> I'd say he's making slightly more sense now than he was earlier. Apology accepted in the manager in which it was intended to. Just let me have a look at your eyes. Servant there. A look to the left. My left or your left? It doesn't matter. Your left. Mm-hmm. Now look to the right. My right or your right? <laughs> My right. Uh, no, your right. Uh, look, the opposite way to the way you were looking before. You just said it didn't matter which way I looked. <laughs> yes, but I don't want you to look the same way twice. What would the point of that be? I don't know. You're asking me for. You're the doctor. You should know the basics. And I, I have to say, it's a relief. You're not amputating anything with your dysfunctional right-left scenario you've got going on. It's a miracle I'm not hopping around on one wrong leg, if you ask me. Well, I wasn't asking you. Now, your head is obviously a bit sore, isn't it? What head? <laughs> I'm going to give you a prescription for some painkillers. You should really go for an X-ray. Oh, I haven't got time for that. I'm doing my show tonight. Well, perhaps you ought to think about cancelling that. I've never cancelled a show in my life. Dear, oh dear, it'll not be the first time I've performed concussed. <laughs> and I certainly hope it won't be the last. Right. Well, it's up to you. Here's your prescription. Do not drink alcohol and do not exceed the stated dose. I think he's just a little bit dead, though it is hard to tell with him. <laughs> Hello, Arthur. How's it going? All right. No, I've had a couple of medicinal ones at Wilfs. What can I get you? First of all, you can find somewhere for this poster on your wall. Shouldn't it be Fiddler on the roof? Oh, don't you start, Jelly. Just stick it up on the wall, if you would. I will have a full mixed grill with all the trimmings and liver and a cup of tea on her. I'm going to hand some of my flypapers around while I'm waiting, if you don't mind. Sure, that's fine. Good morning or afternoon. You look like a discerning theatre-going music lover of the public. What? Here, have one of these. What is it? I sung the things from Fiddler Up the Roof. Self-explanatory, isn't it? You'd read the bloody thing instead of listening to me. Uh, it doesn't sound like the sort of thing I'd be interested in. Not interested in? Not interested in? Listen, when I was in Ensa, I died in two world wars, <laughs> twice nightly, doing this wonderful show you're not interested in in service of Queen and Country, so that people like you could have a better tomorrow than yesterday was. <laughs> Today. Here, Arthur, I've got your prescription. Come and sit down and have your tablets. Tablets aren't going to make me feel better. Did you get me my apologetic bottle of spirits from you for nearly killing me? It's in the carrier bag, but you're not supposed to have any of it now. The doctor says... Sally, you are a gentleman. Um, do you think you could go and ask Jenny if I could have my mixed grills liver done medium blue, please? I forgot to mention it to him before. All right, but you take your tablets. Oh, yes. Right, let's have the neck off this. There's a drop of that in this water. Just the job. Oh, there she comes. Uh, before you say anything, I'm taking them now. Look. Ooh, what lovely tablets. <laughs> right, come on. Let's get my dinner had. 
I've got a show to do tonight. No, Geoffrey. Have you got all everything ready for my desired requirements I asked for? Uh, I think so. Is there a fresh battery in your hearing aid? I'm not deaf. Correct answer. <laughs> I'll get up in the projection box then. Have you got your cassette? It's in this carrier bag. Here, take it. I shall have a glass of Sally's water and a dose of tablets for my head of mine I've got, as per Dr Baker's instructions, which I'm following implicitly. One, two, one, two. Icicles, ricicles, testing, testing. One, two. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please pull your arms together and welcome all the way from where he comes from, Mr. Mucus himself, the music, Mr. Music himself, Colin Arthur Strong. Thank you, thank you. It's great to be back from wherever it is I went. I really do. And what a great welcome you've done me directly upon my entrance. Here, you have to be a bit careful though, because I could easily get used to welcomes like that. Oh dear. But seriously though. I'd like to tell you a little story that some of you may find pertinent and irrelevant. <laughs> the first time I'd done this wonderful show I'd be singing songs to you from was when I was doing my national service. As you all know, I was in the entertainment branch of the forces, Ensa, cheering all our lads up at the front who were missing all their dreadful mothers. Well, <laughs> mothers dreadfully... Um, we had this young lad in our platoon who I called Johnny to protect his identity. Johnny used to play all the women's parts and very convincing he was too. In fact, I remember saying to him on more than one occasion, you carry on like this and we'll be seeing the name Richard Bryars. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Johnny, um, Johnny Bryars. Outside all the West End theatres when this lousy, lousy war is over. One day I was walking through our hut and I came across this Richard or Johnny sitting on his bed looking quite disconsolate even for that miserable so and so and so. Whatever's the matter, Ronnie or Johnny, I said. Well, sir, you see, sir, it's my prayer book, sir. I seem to have lost it. I had it before I put the dress on for the matinee yesterday, but I've not seen it since. And the thing is, it's been such a comfort to me, has that prayer book, in this lousy, lousy war. I thought for a moment, and then I spoke, saying, let me share something with you, private, uh, whatever they call you. <laughs> I then reached into my pocket and pulled out a battered old deck of cards out, saying, listen to me, shoulder, 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 listen to me, shoulder, oh, oh, corporal, 
Listen to me, Corporal, and listen well. And perhaps in what I say, you may find some small grain of comfort in what I say in this lousy, lousy war we're all doing. <laughs> For let it be known that this simple deck of cards is what I call a Bible to be. For know you this, when I look at the ace, it reminds me that there is but one God. And when I look at the two, it reminds me that the Bible is divided into two parts. The old bit <laughs> and the new test match. <laughs> when I see a six, it's just supposed to be a three, is that, Jeffrey? When I see a six, it remembers me that God made the world in six days. And on the Sunday, he went to church. <laughs> oh, here's the three now, just when you don't want it. Um, when I see the uh, three... Uh, uh, I've lost my thread now because of that. Uh, when I see a three, it reminds me of the three wise mice. Men! <laughs> oh, the th uh, three wise men. Hear no evil, see no evil... <laughs> Speak when you're spoken to you. And when I see the four, it reminds me of the four apostles. John the Baptist, St. George, Paul and Ringo. When I see the five, it remembers me of five gold rings, four turtles to... Three French fries, two pounder sprouts, and a man that'll put a sock in it with you. Hey. Seriously, though, ladies and gentlemen, so I said to Sir Richard Bryars, <laughs> as Johnny liked to be known as in those days, <laughs> I am just a poor man, you know. So... What would that have been so terrible if I'd had a small fortune? If I was a rich man. Well, the music. What? So what would have been so terrible if I had a small fortune? A small bloody fortune, Geoffrey! This is studying Greece all over again, is this? I'll, 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 I'll do it myself. How difficult can it be to play the piano? <laughs> Appearing with Count Arthur Strong were Sue Perkins, Alistair Kerr and Dave Mountfield. The script was written by Steve Delaney and edited by Graham Duff. Count Arthur Strong's radio show was recorded live at Comedia Brighton. It is produced by John Leonard and Mark Radcliffe 
and is a joint Comedia Entertainment and Smooth Operations production. <laughs>